Welcome to Security on the Bayou. I'm your host, Chris Adkins. A recap of today's security news and why it matters to you. Hello, folks. It is Wednesday, May 29th, 2019, and here's today's security news and why it matters to you. Right off the top, <laughs> sorry, that was very unenthusiastic of me. I'll, I'll get better. Right off the top, let's do a quick update on Baltimore. The city of Baltimore, as you may or may not know, has been under, a, I mean, it's pretty much come to a screeching halt over the past couple weeks due to a ransomware attack. Um, so today, or actually it would have been yesterday, midday, the mayor and the city council president asked for federal disaster dollars to clean up the IT toxic waste. That's the title here. Uh, actually, that's the tagline. The title is Eternal, Eternally Blue, Baltimore City Leaders Blame NSA for a Ransomware Hack. This is from ArsTechnica.com. So, um, Shadow Brokers leaked, leaked, leashed, <laughs> leaked a bunch of different tools developed by the NSA in 2017, which led to the WannaCry outbreak that we saw in that same summer. Um, this same exploit, Eternal Blue, apparently, according to the New York Times, is what was used in this, uh, the ransomware attack on the city of Baltimore. So, order of operations here. <laughs> uh, this is like playing Kevin Bacon, right? So, the Baltimore says, well, the NSA developed this tool, and then it got leaked. Um, now it's affecting us. So, federal government, you have to pay. Um I, I will refrain from uh, making an opinion or, or giving my opinion on whether this should be declared a disaster or not. I will say this. Um, a key part of this is that Eternal Blue was released in 2017, March timeframe. It's been two years. <laughs> it has been two years since this this was released. There's been a patch. I think the patch came out a month after, maybe not even that long. It was pretty quick. Um so you've had nearly two years to patch and upgrade your system. So understandably, in a municipality or a city, things are a bit difficult. You know, there's budgets. There's a lot more that goes on there than just with a regular enterprise. But in two years, you've seen what has happened across the, the world when it comes to this exploit. Um, if I'm an attacker, this is literally the first thing I'm trying. I'm going to say... Are you, is Eternal Blue, can I use this? And if the answer is yes, well then I know I'm gonna own pretty much everything on your network. Because if you haven't patched this, I can't even imagine what the rest of your network and the rest of your environment looks like. So maybe I did just give my opinion. My opinion being, you've had two years to patch this. You cannot then go to uh, the federal government and say, this is your fault two years later. Well, I'm gonna point the finger right back at you and say, this is your fault for not having a plan. Patch something, fix your stuff. So I'll step off the soapbox a little bit. Uh, some other things uh, in, in Baltimore's defense, um, it's been reported that for the past 10 years, their budget, their IT budget has been less than half of the national average. Uh, Baltimore is a large city. It's not a huge city, but it's a large city. But, city, but anytime you are spending less than half of what everybody else spends, you're... you're it's going to happen, right? Things are going to slip through the crack, but it's all about prioritization. I know we all have priority one 
A through one Z, right? But you got to figure out your priorities. Help yourself out. Prioritize what's the most, uh, the biggest threat to your environment, right? We talk about threat modeling and all these different things and CVSS and CVE. Well, none of that matters unless you know what's in your environment and where it's at, right? So that's what should determine your threat and your, and your, um, that's what should determine your priorities, right? It's not some random number that somebody on the internet gives you. It's your knowledge of your internet combined with that number. All right. Next. So there's some good, uh, there's some good stats in here about, uh, the amount of money, how many employees, uh, there's 112 employees, apparently it budget, uh, the city's fiscal 2019 budget for it was 31 million, but you have to remember that's the entire city. Who knows what that all went to? Actually, they tell you right here, 4 million for storage and hardware, storage, hardware, firewall upgrades, 21, uh, 217,000 for consulting services, including continued engagement with Gartner. So those folks should be helping you out already. And that's embarrassing for them. 5.5 million to replace obsolete police fire emergency services, 800 megahertz radios in addition to the cost of those departments. It's an interesting spot for that budget. I guess it's kind of IT. Um, $3 million for citywide hardware and software refresh program. That's, you know, you ever been to a DMV? Yeah, give them what they want. Um, so, you know, this is this is an interesting article on Ars Technica. This is, let me, let me put it this way. Uh, I've gone for quite a while on Baltimore already. This Baltimore thing is not going away. There's going to be a lot of precedent set here as far as who's responsible for cleanup, who's responsible for payment. Uh, one of the interesting things that I've yet to see or hear is anything about uh, cyber liability insurance. So I don't know if they were unprepared in that department. And this is sort of last resort. Uh, nothing about paying. So this is going to keep going. This is not going anywhere for a while. I still feel bad for the citizens of the, of Baltimore, this has got to be tough. I mean, I hope you're not trying to travel and your driver's license is you know, <laughs> going to expire, right? Um, you're kind of screwed. I hope you haven't been trying to buy a house. All right. Uh, next, let's move on. From BBC.com, BBC News, BBC.com, New Zealand budget, National Party denies hacking treasury. So this is kind of juicy. Uh, there's some key words in here that you may have not heard or you may or may not have heard before. One of them being witch hunt <laughs> so apparently I, I mean i don't keep up with new zealand politics right but there is um there's some budgeting going on right now in the in the uh in the national government and supposedly uh the national pieces of the proposed new budget were leaked 48 hours prior um and now one party is accusing another party of hacking the government in order to go get this data uh, they're calling it a witch hunt because it's a cover up. I mean, this is this is just like this is like drama. Um, what was the other thing? They they pointed out there were uh, attacked. The government systems were attacked two thousand times over forty eight hours. So that's all the detail we have on that. That sounds. I mean, I what are you calling an attack? Right? <laughs> There's a lot of definitions that need to be happening here with this two thousand times in forty eight hours. Um, so if that's all, if you can't handle 2,000 uh, attacks, and I'm going to include everything you're thinking of in an attack, like scanning, just basic scanning, everything, a, uh, a brute force. Like, if you can't handle that in 48 hours, you got some problems. China owns your ass. Um, all right. This one was written by, I want to give credit where credit is due. I do not see an author on this one. Uh, but you know where to find the link. Go to the website. You'll find the link. Uh, in the show notes. All right, next. This one uh, is very long. Um, this is very technical. 
Uh, I won't do- go into it too much because we're already over time today, but this one is from WeLiveSecurity.com by ESET. Uh, to be honest, I don't read this blog a lot, um, but this caught my eye. It's uh, a dive into Turla PowerShell usage. So uh, Turla, also known as Snake, uh, is a, uh, a hacking group, and this talks about their use of PowerShell and uh, fileless malware and running in memory, and it's it's just it's pretty neat. There's just a lot here. Um, I think this big time speaks to the ability for a ha- hacking group to last a long time and shift their TTPs, right? So you write, a, you write an Intel report, it, it's a living document. It keeps changing, right, based on how the attacker changed. So, I mean, this goes for a while talking about uh, WMI, profile.ps1, uh, how they're doing decryption, the PE loader, the AMC bypass. I mean, the payloads, the, the back doors. There's some pretty pictures in here. Um, there's some great little shots of the CLI in here in the code, uh, an RPC spoof server. I mean, there's a lot in here. This is um, this is probably going to take me two days to read just between work and life because um, it's pretty long. Um, so kudos to I'm going to give a kudos to We Live Security before reading it because this looks like they did a pretty damn good job. There's even some IOCs in here. Holy shnikes. Um, good stuff. Oh, even MITRE and ATT&CK framework stuff. Mapping directly to the ID numbers. Oh, my God. If this becomes the new standard, I would be in heaven. Um, so lots of things to get excited about today. So uh, once again, patch your shit. <laughs> if you haven't patched yet for Eternally Blue, what are you doing? Go fix it, right? Be <laughs> going, Go have that. That's a tough conversation if you're low on the totem pole. But go have that conversation. All right, folks. A lot going on today. It's Wednesday. It's almost Friday. Everybody have a wonderful day, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can also visit us on Twitter, at SecOnTheBayou, on Instagram, at SecOnTheBayou, and on Facebook, guess where, at SecOnTheBayou. You can also find us on LinkedIn, Security on the Bayou. Guess what else? You can find us on the internet at SecOnTheBayou.com.